0: Welcome to the Preach and Persuade podcast. My name is Sam Parada. I'm here with Dan Rudman. We took a little bit of a break uh, from our series on leadership, not necessarily intentionally, but some things came up in our lives, and especially Dan's life, and and so. But we're back at it. We're going to wrap up this this series on leadership and just try to pull together this definition that we've been working through. Maybe give a, f- a couple more examples, both in Dan's life and and in the scriptures of where we see. Uh, leadership taking place, biblical leadership taking place. Um, and then, yeah, we'll we'll finish it up and get into some other topic or some other series on yeah. something else. <laughs> but, again, as we've been doing, Dan, why don't you just, like, lay out the definition again, and then we'll kind of go yeah. from there. Yeah,
1: we, we pulled this definition, I thought it was really helpful, back even in my seminary days from J. Robert Clinton wrote a lot on leadership. And he said, so he was talking about spiritual leadership, specifically yeah. spiritual leadership. And he talked about a um, God-given capacity, we unpack that, with a God-given responsibility yep. to influence, which I th- we spent a lot of time on that, um, a specific group of God's people for God's purposes for that group.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. And these latter two pieces, I think today we wanted to touch on those, but there was a real sense in which they were already interspersed with the rest of our podcast yeah yeah we we touched on all of that, you yeah, know? yeah, when we say a, you know um a specific group of god's people we we focused a lot on you know uh christians the the pastor leading yeah that sort of thing right yeah
0: yeah even and we even got a little bit into even just the the father leading us home, yeah sure, uh yeah. for Christians in general, we gave that big uh overarching you know umbrella purpose, which is to glorify god and and when we're saved our our really our goal right now, our job is to become holy, as yeah. God is holy. Yeah. To be holy, as God yeah. is holy. Yeah, reflect God. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Yep. And to be conforming to the image of Christ. And that, and so, that, and that goes more towards the latter part of that
1: of God's purposes yep. for that group. Now that's that's the overarching. That's the big. That that's really the big is one. the big thing. Now you could get down into some specific uh, specificity with that, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, there there are different groups that have specific. Um, Ways they play that out, yeah. Different different churches. Some church focus on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we could think of an inner city church, for example, that might have some part of their ministry that really does deal with you know they get homeless people up and down the streets all the time, and they have they have to deal with a lot of maybe addictive stuff or different things, right. And that pastor would say, hey, wait, this this church really needs to help with this area in our community. Right. So what? they're focusing on like mercy
0: ministry or hospitality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
1: what I'm trying to get at, right. Yeah. Whereas another church may have a different focus in some other area, but that would still all come under yeah. the glory of God. It would all yeah. have to be biblical. You and I talked before we started today. It's like it's not like you can come up with anything out of your head and say anything's God's purposes. Yeah. Right. It has to be biblical. Right. There has to be some biblical...
0: You know, uh, right, it has to it has to be in conformity with the life of Christ. Yeah, life of Christ. But he did mercy ministry, healing, you right. know, feeding people. Yeah, uh, and obviously preaching and teaching and right, and right. instruction. And so.
1: again, a lot of that, as we talked about, it, we we did talk about, you know, even a. a, a, a Family, there's yep. there's a leadership there, and we talked about a few other things. But there was a kind of a leaning as we dealt with the elders in the church, and the, there was a, a sense of the pastor in the local church. But but it goes beyond that, right? Because like you know, even you and I are part of a ministry ambassadors for Christ International, which is really a, a, a fellowship, a team, a group of itinerants, yeah, scattered you're not, around the country. And yeah, and if you're not used to that idea, of itinerants. But you know, we we are preachers, teachers. That serve the local church, work with the local church. Our whole focus is the local church, but we're out and about. We minister in lots of different places, a lot of uniquenesses, yeah. and so we are a spiritual group, a biblical group, of uh, you know of itinerants, of of preachers, teachers, yeah. Yeah. evangelists, really. Yeah, there's there's a core of evangelism in the center of everything we're about, and so um, that has a purpose that's a little
0: bit different than a lo- than specifically a local church. Right, right. So you're you're you know you've been. What in January we voted you as our next national director, yeah, so yeah. you are. It's a four-year term. Yep. yep. So yep. you are for these four years the leader yep. in a sense of yep. our organization. Yeah. Ambassadors of Christ, yep. and we're again evangelists. So you're you're leading us in that purpose. Yeah. Um. Of well, what our, our vision and mission statement is a yeah, revival yeah. in the church, evangelism through the church, training for the church worldwide. Yep. So yep. leading us in that.
1: Yep. And that so that would be our our. Sp- Specific calling of God as a ministry, right? Right,
0: and you're not you're not an elder of a local church, right? But you're still under the umbrella of spiritual leader, yep, who's leading a group of God's people, yeah, you know, for God's purposes for that group. Yes, and and so. You know, it's
1: the same thing. You're using a capacity. I see providence in my own life. I see skills that God gave me that I've been able to bring to the table and use here. There's this responsibility for this group, you know. I mean, this ministry actually began in 1948, really, the history of it. in Australia. Yeah, and then it was brought here to the United States in the 70s. Um, but there's a whole history here you know there's there's bumps in the road there's potholes and then there's these glorious times and and so you you take all that and say okay what's the future for this this group that god brought together very divinely all incredibly gifted men and and what how do you you know what do you do with that for a future where mm-hmm. do you how do you lead that and so we're that a lot of that's this even discernment stuff' you're, you're asking okay god what would you have what would what would be a future of this group and mm-hmm. you know and 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 technically not even technically actually you're the youngest of the of the group yeah and so you know you know we're not i don't think our whole podcast is about afci but yeah i'm leading i'm giving leadership influence mm-hmm. to this group to try to be that we're a healthy fellowship of these preacher teachers with this history and saying what's it look like going forward Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a certain sense of discernment, of seeking, okay, God, what would you want to do with us? How, how do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. So it would be uh, uh, this group of God's people with God's purposes for the group, not my purposes. Right. This isn't about me. I'm, I'm, right. That's why I've even asked, hey, guys, I'm here for four years. I'm just... You know, not, I mean, and could you be voted in for another four years? Possibly, but I'm not even thinking that. I'm saying, you no, know, I have four years to try to help this organization think through as a spiritual entity, spiritual fellowship. Yep. How do we go forward in the future? And the future is going to be guys like you, Sam. And you guys have input to us in you know, this whole new technological world, really, social media world, this whole world. And, and that has not been the world that most of us come from. Right. I mean, we're bridging this time period even in our history of – you know this type of content stuff that we're doing like in this podcast that's that's all new to many of us that have been around preaching forever yep you know it's kind of it's it's, it's a new world so how do you lead that how do you do that and that's what we we have to think through so so we're doing that right yeah so i'm saying so
0: yep so yeah i bring you up just to say you're a real world example of a spiritual leader who has a capacity yep. that god gave you and yep. you know we we all see it yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah uh responsibility. Yep. Like actually God is gonna hold you accountable for how you lead this yep. organization. Right, right, right. Just as He's gonna hold you accountable for how you led your family yeah. and you know. Yeah. We're all responsible. Yeah, That's a big gulp. You, yeah. You can <laughs> <open>. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh and yeah, and you're influencing us and right. you're and you're and you're trying to, you know, steer our organization in the direction where we can best Fulfill what God has called us to do as preachers and teachers of the Word of God. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, it, it's a great point. I mean, again, we didn't—I didn't know we'd do, talk about you know my role and all of this in the podcast. But yeah, I mean, even that, I would say. I mean, my gears start—you got my gears turning now. I mean, you really because, <laughs> well, when I began, I began to realize, okay, we have a group of incredible men. I wish you could hear all the stories of the ministries. These—I'll just say the older men. I'm yeah. the uh, Let me just say this: you have a in a certain sense, show. I'm <laughs> the youngest of the older men. I'm 61, man. Yeah. And we have these older guys that have been you can't believe the stories of the places they, they've been and, they and the influence all around the world and the influences they've had. They're amazing. It really is amazing to be with these guys, but they, they're not cut out of a cloth of a new world No, that has, you know, YouTube and social media and Twitter and yeah. blah, 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 all that, that whole world. Right. And so when I came in, I realized there was a sense in which I almost had to have like two lenses. Okay. How do I shepherd and lead the older men? If I could say it that way, I mean, they're young at heart, but you know what I mean? An older generation of men who ministered a long time in a certain way, how do I shepherd them and lead them well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even as they, they're approaching you know their last days mm-hmm. in some ways, at the same time be looking to the future to the Sam's to the 25 and thirty and 35 year olds of life sure. and somehow figuring out. How to, how to bridge that. And yeah. I found it interesting. I had a guy just yesterday, a guy that's, you know, um, he's not in ministry. Neat guy. You'd have to know him. Neat Christian guy. He's been involved with lots of different organizations and, you know, business and things in life. And he was saying, you know, he was asking me, this, what, what were the th- things you had to do? And I was explaining some of these things that we had to accomplish. And he says, well, how'd you do that? Did you go to read, read a book or something? <laughs> I'm like, no. no. And, and, of course, he didn't know my background, that I did have a background in helping organize systems and stuff in my 20s, maybe up to about 30. I, I was involved with different things even before ministry yeah. where I had to set up big, large security systems and different things yeah. and details and stuff. And so I had some of that skill set from the past, and we talked about that under capacity. Like I had this acquired skill. Mm-hmm. Like I did have to do some of that in my life. It's not the first time. I haven't had to do it for a lot of years, but I, I did have to do that. And um, what am I trying to think with that? My point was is, no, I didn't have a book, and I didn't have a, a textbook that says this is how you do it. Some of it I know it sounds crazy. You kind of go from your guts. You kind of say, no, I think this is the right thing to do. No, obviously, immersed in prayer, seeking counsel. Believe me, I have all sorts of older men in my life, you know, in their 80s. I, I go to and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I'm thinking, blah, 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 blah. And um, so some of it, you could call it intuition. I don't like that word too much, but you know what I mean? That's what I mean by my guts. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's a spirit-filled li- deal. I, I actually believe it is. Like, God called me to do this, and he mm-hmm. gave me some insight and capacity. And then what we saw is we saw great favor. Because there were some things that you you're like, okay, if we really want to go forward, we got to change some things. And I know it might make a couple people nervous, right? But I'm not. I don't want to violate them. They're friends. They're good. But understand, we have to think this differently. We have to take make some shifts. Mm -hmm. And we had great favor. Yeah, we did. We really did. We we saw great favor in this thing. I mean, there were a lot of things that we just had to work through. And so, but that's all spirit. You know, again, just an example of what you're talking about. It's it's not the local church pastor, right? But it was leading a specific group of God, you know, God's men and well, women too, yeah. and um, for God's purposes for that group, right? And you know, we're praying and hoping for a, a, a great future for that we can literally hand this beautiful thing that started in 1948 yeah. to a younger generation and keep the the dream, the vision, the integrity that it began with. You know, and it's going to look different with younger guys, but the same. Biblical reality that was always there. These itinerants that went out, and some of them were, you know, yeah, preaching in, in the churches, calling the churches to revival and awakening, and yep. and calling churches to a spiritual life. And at the same time, um, some were maybe a little more even in the streets, preaching the gospel to the to the lost. And then there were guys that had a foot in both worlds, right? You know, so you know if you want, it's a group of proclaimers. These these men are men that are deeply steeped in the Word. And they wanna take that to the ever wherever they wanna go. I yeah. mean, wherever God would open a door for them. Yeah. And so with that, that that's a great part of this podcast too, I guess, too, Sam, to think about that as we're talking about that we talked earlier. So you had a guy like Al, Al Whittinghill. Dude, I mean, I don't know how many places that guy's preached and how many people he knows. Right? I mean, he knew hung out with Leonard Ravenhill and you know, Paul Washer and Mac Tomlinson and and and, and you know, there was a time there he said at one point in his ministry he was Preaching, I don't know, forty different churches a year or some crazy thing, and so he really is that classic kind of Southern local church guy that goes into churches and calls the churches to prayer and spiritual revival. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, that's just he just that's 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 Al. Yep. At the same time, we got a guy like Jay. Yep. Who's just this faithful guy, and I say just his stories are amazing of where he's been in the world right now. He's spending, here he is in his late 70s. He lost his wife just nine months ago. She, you know, passed away and went to be with the Lord. But, I mean, he's over in India right now. He's going to be there for two months. And he goes in and out of these villages preaching in all these places. He knows so many people. And not that he can speak fluently, but the guy can literally speak at least greetings and at least carry some conversation in almost 20 languages. (laughs) He's about about capacity. Oh yeah, he's he's just like, and then you know you'll hear what he's doing, and when he's at home here in the states, he basically lives in the D.C. area, and he he'll have a Bible study with, you know, with internationals at the World Bank and at the Pentagon and all this stuff, and you're hearing about this, and like you know it might be just five, six, eight people, and he's just faithful with these five or six eight people. Then you start hearing who these five or six eight people are, you're like, good grief, dude. And he's just this, in one say, when you get him, you'd think he's just this simple guy. I'm just doing a Bible study, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out the influence. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite stories, I wish I could just, I can't wait. I asked him to write some of this up. But he had this story where he got trapped, stranded somewhere on some border. He couldn't go into some country. And they made him sit there for like a day or some stupid thing. And in the middle of it, he runs into this worker. I don't know if the guy was a gardener or a janitor or something. The guy was just cleaning around him. And Jay stranded there, and ends up by sharing Christ with this guy, and I can't remember how it all unfolded, but somehow the guy ended up by coming to Christ, and Jay came back through that area years later, and that guy was responsible for planning like a whole bunch of churches. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and you hear these stories, and you think, "Are you kidding yeah. me?" And it's just fascinating. And so, so I've cool. had this incredible uh, responsibility, privilege, honor. To try to give some leadership to this organization mm-hmm. that carries men like that. Yeah. And 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 dude, I mean, like I just the best I can do is carry their bags, man. Right. I mean, the, the stuff that God's used them for is so far beyond me. And so it's a it's a it's quite a privilege. Right. But but again, we have to take all of this stuff that we're talking about. And it's playing itself out in my life personally and of course with the guys, right? We're doing the same stuff. Yeah its capacity its responsibility capacity is giftedness it's calling it's ability yeah and it's not in one hand one hand it's this international ministry we do we have guys internationally in other countries and things it's not this massive thing it's not like hundreds of people right but they're really dynamic leaders you know and key men mhm and so it's not even about new numbers yeah you know like i'm not leading this you know i'm not not leading some big IBM thing or something, you know, like s- some people would have to do. You know? Sure, sure. <laughs> I think Al Mohler's or Steve Douglas back in the day with, you know, Campus Crusade, you think of that massive system that those leading guys... thousands made. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not me. Right. There's no way. But I have to be faithful with this handful of with dynamic the group guys. God is giving you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. Right, yep, exactly. Exactly. So, <coughs> again, this is just kind of us wrapping up this series, so I hope... <coughs> You know, that's an uh, that's an example of leadership from Dan, What we're, what's going on in our lives right now, actually, with A- AFCI. But just to give one more biblical example of, of leadership, sure. I think we should go to, uh, you know, Acts 20. Um, maybe you guys listening are familiar with, you know, Paul's last words to the Ephesian elders. You know, he's telling them, that, hey, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> which is kind of a, a sad thing but here's his final words to these ephesian elders so he's he's a leader paul's a leader obviously i mean one of the best ever <laughs> and he's the kind of the poster boy guy that we like to bring up when it comes to d- divine capacity like good grief a guy who is yeah just he just he even discusses a couple chapters later of mm-hmm. like Here's who I studied under I was a Pharisee of Pharisees mm-hmm. he has a Roman citizenship he has it by birth he can yeah. speak Greek he can speak you know Hebrew he yeah can, all this capacity that God yeah he was already in the, and you know we we emphasized
1: it back when we began but yeah. just for the sake of this podcast just think about it. that was all in him before before he was regenerated yep he yep. liked to before the foundation of the world yep. got it but before he was regenerated yep that was all in him and that's that's what we're saying there's you know, so again, even, even for it. even for me, and honestly, there's things that I'm just doing that are almost sort of natural for me. Looking at the picture on your your desk, you know, I always tell guys I'm just a duck and land on ponds. You know, this is oh, yeah. what ducks do. You know, people say, "How do you do this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just kind of fly and land on ponds. This is <laughs> what I do." <laughs> yeah, but no, but to a large degree, I'm serious. This is stuff that that was put into me. Yeah. You know, and you know, Sam, I've been through some emotional stuff the last few weeks of the loss of my mom and stuff. But it makes a man reflect on things, and I think of the, you know, even growing up at a home where the gospel was not known. Yeah, uh, wonderful parents, wonderful life. There was there was a lot of influence there that eventually bore the fruit of the, you know, the gospel being having a good place yep. in my family line. But um. You know, there's, there's things, I was just talking to my father last night through some difficult things we needed to talk through together, but it was just this wonderful, he told me today, I called him again, and he was talking about how wonderful it was last night. But my dad, even in a passive way he didn't even know, was giving me things mm. that I see playing themselves out in my life today that were these wonderful things that God had wired into me as right. a capacity, right? I mean, there's strengths and weaknesses there, but I, I see some wonderful things mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, no, I got that from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain issues I, I won't talk about it personally, but I mean, it's just, I see them. I yep. see them play, and yeah, I know where they come from. Yep. And it was the hand of God, right? So, yep. So, Paul is definitely, you know, what he used the word, quintessential, yeah, whatever. The I mean, the guy, here he is. This is the guy. I mean, he's got all this stuff wired in him. Even if you think that Roman citizenship is always the one that's so cool it's to me. It's so cool. Like, he knows it, he's carried it around his hip pocket. And if you don't understand that, like, he's got a visa or a passport to any country in the Roman Empire.
0: There was a lot of privileges.
1: Yeah, he'd go Roma anywhere City. he wants, and so all of a sudden they're gonna arrest him. And they, oh, by the way, <laughs> he pulls that <laughs> thing out, and, every,
0: and everybody <laughs> freaks out. Like yeah. you're what? Yep. Well, because it was a uh, it was a capital offense to to, to even bind a Roman citizen. Yeah, right. And they bound him already. Yeah. Oh, now they're trying. And he waited till they bound him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean,
0: he knows what he's doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, once again, he pretty so, cage, yeah that, pretty a, cagey a, bugger. That's in a, a good, good way. chapter or whatever later strategic what reading,
0: but. So Great. yeah, so Paul here in, in, you know, uh Acts twenty, talking to leaders, a leader talking to leaders. And Paul isn't, you know, he's not your pastor elder. Yeah, he's, really not. He's, he's he's more of an evangelist, actually. He really is the itinerant evangelist, yeah. the church planning
1: itinerant. He is. I mean, there's a sense of that yep. we have a lot of influence when we think about AFCI,
0: it's it's a lot a lot of this. Right. It really is. Yep. Traveling, church planning. Yep. Right. raising up leaders who yep. are the pastor yep. of other types. Yep. So w- I'm, we're just going to read uh, starting in um, verse 17 and go through the end of, of Acts 20 and just as we're reading and we're going to pause and just kind of draw these these realities out of this definition. Where do we see this divine capacity? Where do we see this responsibility? Where do we see oh, that's good. Uh, influencing? Yeah. And you remember from our last episode how how leaders influence you know, modeling a life, being that, uh, ex, you know, exemplifying the goal, yep. and and also teaching. Yeah, teaching. Actually, their 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 knowledge that they're teaching, yep.
1: that God's given to so them. So yeah.
0: we're, we're going to see all of these kind of come out as we read through this. Again, That's good. a leader yeah. talking to a group of leaders. So, yeah, starting in uh, verse 17. Now from Mil- Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. So we'll just stop there. I mean, there it is again. There's there's the influence. You saw my life. You saw my life. How I lived. Yep. How I lived before you. Yep. Yep. Humility, tears. I mean, it's incredible. Yep. He's putting on display the way that they're supposed to be. Yeah. We called that, right?
1: Uh, exemplifying the destination as we said it we heard that That i like that okay
0: so you know verse 20 now how i did not shrink some more of it now how did how i did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house testifying both to jews and to greeks of repentance toward god and of faith in our lord jesus christ so again, stop there. There's the teaching side of the influence. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's the there's clearly the gospel. Yep. Repentance towards God, but even prior to that, then this uh, teaching you anything that was profitable. Yeah. Whole counsel of God. Whole counsel of God. Anything yep. that was profitable. I, I'm thinking that I'm leading a bunch of guys right now on a study during the week. We're working through First Thessalonians. Same thing. I want to fill up this this mm. area that's that's lacking for you. Mm. Now they had a solid faith. They were right with God, but there were there were things that they needed some clarity on, right? Because he was only there five months, he had to leave. There's more to teach them yet, and he saw it. I can't wait to get back to you and yeah. fill this stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: very cool. Yep. Verse 22, And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except uh, that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. <laughs> Oh boy. Why do you, you laugh? laugh? I, I well I'm just thinking of like prior to this like he's been, you know, Agabus or whatever, or however you pronounce his name, and these people prophesying, "Hey Paul, you when you go to Jerusalem, you're going to you're going to get bound, you're going to get beat, you're going to yep. like it's not going to be good." And some even saying, "Hey, you shouldn't go there." Right. And he's saying, hey, "Well, Spirit's constraining me. I got to go. He's leading me there. Yeah, that's it. Even though I know that this is what awaits. And you kind of giggle a little bit. I don't know. I'm giggling. It's just like, because I'm thinking about this is what we're called for. We're called to suffer as Christ suffered. Are are we greater than our master? Oh, man. (laughs) But none of us like it, Sam. That's why you hear me
1: go, oh, man. None of us like uh, it. We're facing a culture increasingly that's just antagonistic towards us. Yeah. It just is. Right. We talked a lot about this. You and I will be on the campus tomorrow. Right, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Yep, <laughs> buckle up. But I do like that. Twenty-two. He says, "Bound by the Spirit." That's mm-hmm. a fascinating word. That sense of constrained, mm-hmm. like no, the Spirit.
0: The spirits taking him here. Yeah, and it's and it's. I think it even plays into the the responsibility side of it. Is like, Paul has been called to be, to proclaim the gospel. Yep, to as many as possible. And even, you know, he started with the Jews but then was called to the Gentiles. Yep. And there is this reality then of hey, this is what I've been called to. Yeah. And I gotta do it.
1: Yeah, well, you know what rings in my mind is the same uh I didn't do the word study on this, but it, the concepts are clearly the same as when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert. Into right? the desert. I mean he was tempted by Satan. Yep. I mean that was the I mean he's led by the Spirit. <laughs> right? So same thing here. Same Paul's thing. led and he knows what he's gonna face. Okay? Yep. Yep.
0: Um, Testify about the gospel, right? Yep. So verse 24 now, but I do not, again, I'm going to giggle a little bit just of just how Paul is, but I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again.
1: Yeah. Well, look at this here here Sam again if we're we're reading through this and we're drawing out these principles yeah. we've been talking about look at what he says here. I may finish the course in the ministry which I received. That would go to what we kind of started with today just briefly, right? Yep. There's this 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 group of people and God's purposes for that group and there was a sense in which I need to finish this course. Yeah. Because the great commission clearly isn't finished yet, right? We're right. 2000 years later still finishing. Not the end of the age yet. But but somehow whatever he knew he needed to get done and again, I would say that I would go there and kind of fill in those blanks and go, yes, yeah, somehow there was this, you know, this specific group of God's people for God's purposes for that group. And that was it. It was getting this church moving. It was the the, the early church age. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we see that, you know, mm-hmm. we see that when he would talk about the gospel, this went out. Was it uh, in Antioch, Antioch, Ephesus? I forget where he where he spoke The the whole region. Yeah the whole the whole area, the whole region, and there's a little bit of hyperbole there. Yeah. But the whole point is that he set up a center there for the proclamation of the gospel. You know, training, church planning, seminary. I don't know. A lot of people put stuff into that. But the bottom line was is that he spent two years there. Yeah. Um training them. Yep. And from there the gospel went out everywhere. Yep. And it was like, okay, that was that was his ministry. That was his job. And he did it.
0: Right? Mhm. Yeah. And so you know, he's, he's never going to see these Ephesian elders again. And this, this is a sad moment, actually. So, verse 28, I think that's verse 28, 26. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Now, that's crazy. So, if you're listening to this and you are a person who's who has been called by the Spirit to be in a position of leadership, like, can you say, Hey, I'm innocent of all your guys' blood (laughs) because I've, I've led well, I've, I've stewarded well this responsibility and I'm innocent of the people that, you know, the, the fates, you could say, I don't like the word fate, but the destinies of the people that I'm leading. I'm, I'm innocent of you. I've led you well. I've done what I was, was, what I was supposed to do. And that is something that every leader needs to really reflect on and think about. Can I say at the end of my life or at the end of my term or at the end of my whatever, yeah, term of leadership position, whatever it is. Uh, and then obviously like a, a father with his family, he never, he never gets out of that term of leadership. He's you know leading his family to the day he dies. But can he say, can this leader say that, hey – At the end of my life, I'm innocent of the blood of my children, blood of my wife, blood of my congregation, blood of the ministers in my organization that I lead, you know, whatever it is, am I innocent of their blood? Have I led well? Yeah. That's a, you know, it's something for Paul to say that with such confidence. Uh, This is inspired words. (laughs) Yeah. So we know that, no, he was, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think of in second Timothy two and he's second Timothy, uh, chapter four T O T O O I meant, but, uh, yeah, him saying, Hey, I've, I've, I've finished the race. I won. Yeah. I'm, I've earned the crown. Yeah, I've done it. Wow. It's crazy. A life well lived, right? Yep. So he, he led well, he did what he was mm-hmm. supposed to do. He was faithful in it. It's an incredible reality. He says, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. That's what God has called them to do for these people. Give them the whole counsel of God. And he did it. He did it. 28, uh, pay careful attention to yourselves. So now he's talking to these these Ephesian elders. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. Who are, who's this group of people that God has called them to lead, to influence? The flock, all the flock, their flock in in Ephesus here's divine capacity again in which the holy spirit has made you overseers the holy Mm. spirit has made you overseers of this church yeah that's incredible like again back to you know our cultural moment where leadership is just this fad thing that hey we all are leaders let's all be leaders uh da 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 and if you're not a leader you're you're nobody type of thing like hey wait up like at least as it pertains to spiritual leadership in the church, leaders are chosen by God. They're chosen by God. The Holy Spirit chose these men as overseers over the Ephesian church. Yeah. Period. Ephesians four, you know, God gave the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers. So, again, and that falls within that that God given capacity. He's the one that that. Calls, equips, leaders, um, and that's just something we got to realize. Not everyone is a leader. Not everyone was called to by the Holy Spirit to lead the Ephesian Church. These yeah. group of men were. Yeah. And we got to just recognize. Yeah, that. we talked a lot
1: about that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's something. That you, it can be seen. It, it's observed. Yep. Yeah. So, so,
0: they were chosen by the Holy Spirit as overseers to care for the Church of God. Which he obtained with his own blood. That's, that's a heavy burden. Yeah. You're going to care for this church that Christ obtained with his own blood. Whew, that's heavy. Like he shed his blood, he died on a cross for this church, and he's called you to care for them. That's a heavy, heavy, heavy responsibility. Uh, verse 29 I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among you, uh, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Mm. So, that's another part of leadership, whether it's in the home with the father, you know, the the elder overseer, pastor in the church, uh, you know, even you, Dan, with AFCI. There's we we're, we're attacked or there's opposition to us yeah. to what we do. Yeah. And, and the leader is also a protector. Yeah. So that's a part of it like you know i think of jesus you know praying in the garden of gethsemane before he's betrayed that night and you know he's telling this the disciples to watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation watch yeah. and pray watch yeah, yeah, and pray so yeah. the leader is someone who
1: watches particularly and
0: watches and prays yeah pays attention pays yeah attention. you see
1: that um uh, peter two, First and second letter of peter second letter of peter uh, chapter two but false prophets also arose among the people yeah just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, I find that fascinating. When you read that again, if you if you step back and just kind of ponder, what did that look like? When you know, again, I did a study with a group of men. We you know we do a lot of that Bible study stuff in the week with different men, and and we were going through Second uh, Peter, and it just struck me. Okay, he's writing these letters. Here's Peter, probably in Rome, writing these letters to, for the most part, house churches. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this letter shows up at this house church. Everybody's like, hey, Peter wrote. Now, let's get everybody together, you know? And there he is saying, uh, some among, among you are actually false leaders. Uh, the leaders. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, you got to think that through. Somebody has progressed, taken steps to the point that yeah. they now it didn't happen overnight, yeah. that they look like they're a leader. Yeah. And he's going, they're the fake one. Yeah. They're not real. And, and yet, and I mean, he's calling them out right in front of people. That's whenever, I, when I did that, you know, that Peter, let, let, same thing though. It's just, you know, again, when we talk about leadership, it's a, it's a, it's a sobering reality about how many people fail mm-hmm. and how many people either fail in leadership or turn out not, maybe, maybe they're, we're finding out they're really not leaders. Yeah. Really not leaders. They're really not. And they failed. Right. And we've sure seen a boatload. Yep. Yep. And our self. Just, you know, what do you do about it? I mean, yeah.
0: I think that's another thing. Like leadership isn't just this glamorous, yeah, awesome, hey, I get to sit on my royal throne and have people serve me. Oh, man. Leadership is you are the servant in a sense, and leadership is going to involve a fight. Yeah, well, you know. In contention. Did we bring, did I bring up that quote? You know, as I get
1: older again, it's one of those things, you, you laugh at me. I'll say something. Have I ever told you something? Yeah, like, I'm oh, yeah, saying, four, yeah, oh, yeah ten times. Times. Oh, You've said it three times. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sounding like my older buddies. They always use the same examples over and over and over. I, some of these guys will tell us a story like it's a brand first time, and I've only heard it. 12 times, you know. It's so funny. We're all the same. So did I, though, tell you when I was in seminary about being a pastor, that the junk professor that came in and tried to talk us out of being in the pastorate?
0: Well, I can I can honestly say that you've told me that 15 times. Yes. Yeah, so did, did we say it on the podcast? I We have said it on the podcast. Okay. I don't know when. Well,
1: see, if I said it 15 we times. we probably even said it. Why don't in you, this... since I've done it 15 times and you're the young guy that hangs out with me, why don't you just say it?
0: Well, yeah. Come on, he, say it, man. You had this guy come in, and he said, "If there's one thing I can do with you guys, I'm going to try to convince you not to be pastors. If right. there's anything else that you could see yourself doing, do it." Yeah, and why? Because the only thing that's going to get you through the pastor is your calling.
1: Yep. And what did he say
0: was against you? Satan. Yep. Sinners and s- saints. S- saints. Yep. He <laughs> said you're going to have problems with all of them. Hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking. Yeah, about it's them. not this glamorous. Yeah cool thing yeah uh the the pastor the leaders are there you got to really think of them as frontline people yeah they're on the front lines wherever that might be yeah wherever that you know organization church family the leader of whatever that group is is on the front lines yep
1: you know and with that said if i could say something about that sam and i don't know if it's come up in this podcast but i would say um since people are listening and a lot of people are listening aren't quote-unquote, you know, the pastor of a church. They're just listening to your podcast. Yeah. One of the things I find I get a little disturbed about is all the critique. Yeah. You know, you know you've been around me last, I mean, a number of years, and um, the critique against leaders, it yeah. bothers me. You know, I had to get in a situation where, you know, I had to help try to bring some correction with leaders. But there was a part of me that I, w- I knew that they took a lot of flack, too, mm. that was unfair. Mm-hmm still had to address some things, Mm -hmm. but I see a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying for people listening to podcasts, listen, leaders are on the front line. And a man who's actually called takes a lot of hits. Yeah, he does. And he needs a lot of loyalty, and he needs a lot of affirmation, and he needs a lot of cheerleaders because Satan and sinners are all against him. He doesn't need any more saints against him. (laughs) No, I'm I'm serious though. <laughs> I know. I, I find this a lot, and it bothers me. It really does. You yeah. see these guys are 35, you you know, 38, 40. They're 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 greatly gifted guys. They're forging a thing. They're not perfect. They screw up, but people are so ready to throw throw rocks at them. I'm just like, chill out, dudes. Yeah. Like get behind them. You know, I talked to a guy today. Uh, you know, these guys need loyal opposition. They need people that they know, trust them, and believe in them, and are behind them to the end. But they're good enough friends that you build a good enough friendship that you can say, hey, you know, I think you need to think about this. I think you could have said that different or yeah. thought about this different. But man, uh, I'm just—if I could throw that in the middle of this podcast—is think we're thinking about this because we are. There is a sense in which this podcast is critiquing leadership, and it's right. It's—I mean—it's biblical to do talk about yeah. this, but we need to get behind our leaders. Yeah, we do. We need to get behind young men that are leaders. Yep. Say, oh yeah, they're stallion. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, they're gonna overshoot are they, are some they, things. Are they
0: preaching the word? Yep. Can and we
1: need to get in their lives. Yep. And and not sit back and just take shots at them all the time. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's just a personal yep. thing, but I've seen a lot of it and it bugs me. No, it's exact that's that's great. And that's the thing. They're fighting a fight. They're they're protecting the sheep, they're protecting the flock. Yeah. They're under shepherds of Christ. This is his church. Yep. You know, the father, you know, of the family. is protecting his kids, his wife. Yep. He's he's probably <laughs> taking arrows in the back that his wife and his kids don't even know he's yep. taking, yep. and that's fine. They don't need to know, right? But that's what he's been called but to they do. They need encouragement, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so okay, where did I left leave off here? Okay, yeah, here Be alert. Blood, uh, thirty-one.
1: Uh, oh, the flock. They're, they're yep. going to be false teachers. yeah False people so coming in. So thirty-one.
0: Therefore, be alert, remembering that for yep. three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Yep. So again, a modeling thing. This that is what was those did.
1: few years I was talking about, by the way. Yeah, I stumbled around earlier, but that's what I meant was Ephesus. I think I said Ephesus, but like, like he was there for he a number of years. He was there for years, a while. And, and 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 the word literally says, I think it's in Acts nineteen that talks about uh, the word went to all of Asia as yep. a result. Yep. Right? Remember yep, that? You're right. That's what I'm saying. And obviously, there must be a little hyperbole because not right. everybody right. in Asia, but like, <clears throat> like, but the idea was the gospel did go to that whole area yeah. and region, which accomplished what Paul was intending to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. And now. I commend you to God and to the world of his grace. The which word is, of his grace, yeah. Oh, yeah, word of his grace, not world. Uh, yeah. Word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Yep. 33, this is important.
1: Oh, can I, can I say, I yes. a comment on that? Yeah. Notice what he does. We, we could tie that in with the idea of... Um, a specific group of God's people for God's purposes, not my purposes. Yeah. Okay, so what's he do? He says, this isn't about you following me at the end of the day. And now I commend you what to, to God. God and to the word of his grace. Yeah. See, it's like when you and I have traveled to other countries, one of the things we've tried to do is you sort of walk in the room and it's sort of this weird posture. You're coming from America. You're the guy that's the keynote speaker at this conference for all these church leaders in another country. Yeah. And in all fairness, some of those guys could run laps around us. It's not like we're the gurus that know everything. Right. But we are there to bring the word of God and we have a confidence in God that that's what they need to hear. But it's one of the emphasis on our conferences that we've done. Yeah. Is we talk a lot about the authority of the word. We talk a lot about your Bible being your manual for church planning, your Bible being your manual for apologetics. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they don't technically really follow us. They, right. need, they need to follow God and his word. Exactly. And so what we're trying to demonstrate to them is that you don't need a, a, us guys from America pretending like we're the professionals. Right. And you guys can't do this. You guys have the responsibility in your country. And really, I mean, we've, we've ministered guys from, I think I've caught, I was thinking about the other day, 15 or 16 different African countries alone. Yeah. Well, they're back doing the job now. Yep. And they're under the authority of God and his word. And that's what he says here. And now I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. Mm-hmm. That's what they
0: need. Mm-hmm. I commend you, and stay the, under that authority. And God and His Word is able to build you up yep. and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. There God. it is. Boom. Give you everything you need. There yep. it is. It's all there. So thirty-three. Here's a here's an interesting thing yeah, to like watch this. out for. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yep. <laughs> uh, what are you laughing at? I'm just thinking of well, there's been some uh, videos. Going around that's gone kind of viral on Twitter, TikTok, whatever, mm. of, of some pastors just chewing out their congregation about how they haven't given they haven't tithed enough so that oh, he could buy man. his new blah 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 blah. Oh boy! And yeah. it's just the it's just a fact. If you have a leader, a spiritual leader, who is about the money, yeah, talk about a, a like fifteen billion red flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Might, and
1: Paul went out of his way not to,
0: yeah. He, he even went so far as to give up his right. Yeah. Like, yes, every minister of the gospel has a right to make his living by the gospel. Yep. Paul taught that. Yeah, and it's okay, right? And it's okay. Yep. yep. And he even goes and says, hey, the guy yeah. that actually labors in preaching and teaching, he should be worthy of double honor. Yeah, yeah. N- saying that, now he goes, but I gave up that right. Yep. You know. There's a place to give up some of those yep. rights. For the sake of for the, the gospel, and yep. for the
1: sake of these people, to make to demonstrate something, right? Yep. Like, no, I don't, I'm not going to take advantage of that.
0: Yep. Yeah. And the same thing with his Roman citizenship. He had the he had a right to zip his mouth. You know, in a, ch- a couple chapters right. later, when he's about to get flogged, and not actually bring up the fact that he has a Roman citizenship. Yeah. But he has the right to actually throw that on the table and go, Hey, I actually am a Roman Roman citizen. You can't buy me or flog me. Yep. Now he could have given up that given up that right. Yeah. And so we see examples where Paul yeah. takes advantage of his rights and then gives up his, his rights yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, there's something about that, right?
0: Yep, it's, there's wisdom there and discernment. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You don't because we, you know, we're not saying. Past, I mean, that's another. That's the other side of it. The pastors are supposed to be paupers or something. I don't believe that either. I mean, their family should be cared for and yep. they should be taken care of. But there's something internal, right, about yeah, the coveted. leader who says, "I don't. I have not coveted no one's silver, gold, or clothes. That's not been my goal." Yeah. Right? It's not why I'm doing this. Right. And then you yourselves know that these hands ministered to my own needs and to the men who are with me. So he made sure that he was like doing everything he could yep. to make the most of all the provision yep. and not just take advantage yep. of the situation, right? Yep. And I think it's really important. I see that, Sam, this is one area, Man going to get you in trouble on this podcast. I'm glad you started it and I didn't. I'm am I'm a guest. I'm just a guest. So I I, I this is I think the, there's a
0: I think there's an unspoken rule in the podcast world when you've been featured in over 60% of the podcast episodes and Oh, okay. Buy.
1: So, okay. So I was trying to skirt the yeah. the, the, ha- the hammer and <laughs> yeah. So don't hammer Sam to it, but I do really mean this. Okay, I've seen this. I've seen people in ministry. And and I'm, I'm going to be very cautious how I say this, but I I want I want this is part of leadership. Listen, you have, let me say it this way. You have people in your church that work a job
0: mm-hmm.
1: 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and then they still volunteer
0: mm. on
1: a Sunday morning to lead a high school group mm. or a Sunday school class, which means they had to go home and study the Word and put something together, okay? We have a lot of people in ministry who say, oh, I did my 40 hours this week. I'm not going to serve at the church this weekend. I've already put my 40 hours in I have a real problem with it. I do too. Because wait a minute. Everybody is serving this thing. We have and again I already gave you the example. We have people working forty, fifty, sixty hours a week on a different job, and on top of that, yeah. They volunteer in the church, they serve, they do things. I'm not again, there's there's caveats, there's all sorts of nuance in here. I I know that. But I, I think there's something about what Paul's saying here that as a as a servant of the Lord and as a leader I need to demonstrate to people that I'm willing to sacrifice for this booger. Yeah. Not just, I, I shouldn't even say it that way, because it's not a sacrifice for people to see per se, but it's an attitude before the Lord. Yeah. And it's an attitude before people. Does that make sense? I, Do you know I, where I'm going? I'm you, picking it up, I think. You're picking up what I'm laying down is some way to say, yeah. I just think, so So, particularly certain younger younger people that might be listening to this that are involved with ministries, let me just say it that way. You know, you're involved with certain ministries, certain campus ministries, or certain uh, different types of ministries. You know, there's people around you in your church that, that work really hard all week long. And on top of that, they're still playing a role of an elder and they're yeah. still playing a role of teaching on a Sunday school. And that's all above and beyond their normal job.
0: Yeah. Well, you could look at just the history of the 40 hour work week. And it's, yep. It's... So
1: I'm just saying, just be careful with it yeah. and watch. If you're going to really sense that you say, I have been called by God to lead. God's people what we've been talking about leadership um, there is a sense in which a part of your life is is a sacrifice and it's and it's above and beyond yeah and sometimes you don't take all the benefits that you get to take even though some some policy allows you to do it because um, other people don't get to do that mm. Other people, you know, and I've heard, the, I've heard the stories, but other people don't get to go to the mechanic. And go, you know, I'm in ministry. Would you give me a break? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens. I'm telling you, I know you. it does. And I'm going to go. Please be careful. Ugh. I mean, just that i mean me. Don't, don't, don't have those expectations. If you you say you're a leader, like like work hard, and assume when you go to a place that you're going to pay the same as everybody else. Yeah. If somebody wants to bless you, because people do, people yeah. will do that. They've done that in my life. I have, but, but I, you know, I've tried to work real hard at not allowing that. Like, right. Not, I'm, I'm being clear. Like, listen, I specifically came here, and I intended to pay you for the same that everybody else pays for these tires. Yeah. Please. Yep. And and I'm just saying that you know. Maybe you're gonna to have to edit this whole section out. I don't know.
0: No, what. no, that's all good. I think it's all. I think Paul is right, like what he did. He's, right he he had a
1: right, like you said, he had a right for even double honor. Yep. He could have just received that, but look what he says. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my own needs. Yep, I built tents. I, there were things I did. Yep. Above and beyond to care for things, so I didn't put an undue burden mm-hmm. or expectation. Like somehow I'm an elite person. I'm right. I'm here as a servant. I think yep. it's important.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you know, if you want to read more on Paul giving up his rights and stuff, go to Second Corinthians, Mm. where he defends his ministry against these peddlers of God's word. Who yeah, remember peddlers? Yeah, yeah. Who their accusation against Paul was: this guy isn't asking for money, and we are, so he must not be a real apostle. Because a real apostle would take advantage of his right to make money off of you guys. (laughs) Anyway, so can't be a lover of money. He says that. What does he say that? First Timothy or Second Timothy? Can't be a lover of money. I don't remember. One of the Timothys. Yeah, he said it to Timothy. I know yep. that. Yeah. Can't be a lover of money. The leader can't be a lover of money. Yeah. So so finishing up here, Um, where am I at now? Uh, We're down about 35. Yeah, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, and is more blessed to give than to receive. Boom. There it is. There. So... We'll stop there. I think that's where at fifty minutes, and I think that's a good. Uh, Is it? That's a good wrap up. I think of this yeah. series. I looked it up real quick. It's First Timothy six, by the way. First Ooh. Timothy six, yep. Lever of money. Yep. 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 So, that's it. You know, there's a lot more you could say about leadership. Yep. Uh, but we're not trying to be an exhaustive series on leadership. Yeah. Hopefully that's enough, and we might revisit. Leadership, and, you know, leadership always seems to prop up in every topic we have in some sense. But nonetheless, I think this is going to be. Well,
1: can I add one more thing? Yeah, you
0: didn't read more. But look at look at how he closes. Oh yeah, because go for
1: I, I, What I'm looking at is I'm looking at the people's response to him. Yep. When he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them. Okay. And they began to weep yeah. aloud. Yeah. And embraced Paul and repeatedly kissed him. They loved him. Yep. They loved their leader. Yeah. Right. Grieving especially over the word which he had spoken that they would not see his face again. Yeah. There's some that's that's there's some love lines there. For sure. That's right and good. For sure. They love the man and he yeah. loved them. Yep. That's good. Really
0: cool. Wouldn't you want to finish out that way? Yeah. You really would. So we pray for yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you for listening to the Preach and Persuade podcast. Uh just a couple things. Uh, if you you know want to help get this podcast out to more people, you can leave us a rating, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever, and that helps you know our searchability and discoverability. Uh, also, you know we've been talking about, at least in this episode, maybe more than others, about Ambassadors to Christ International, the ministry that Dan and I are evangelists with, and Dan's our national director for this four-year term. Uh, and if you want to support our ministry, you can go to afci.us, and, and if you so desire you can make a donation to our ministry to dan to me to just the ministry in general so these are some things that you can do but again thanks for listening and hope you have a good day bye